Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's get it done, realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and joining Real Estate Unscripted today. I'm super excited. I have a fantastic realtor out of Miami, Florida, which we all would like to be there now because the weather is beautiful. Say hi to Miley. Miley, say hi. Hi. So super excited to have you today. You do something that I think has got to be super interesting. You really have been focusing on luxury condo sales. Yes, I have. For For many years. 30 years with the same developer, which is amazing. Because first of all, I think of a developer coming and going, but you being in the same company for that long must be that they also take really good care of you. Well, I have to say that this development company, it's a 200-year-old company and they're British And they've been based in Hong Kong for the last 200 years. And I have to say that they build transformational projects throughout Asia. They picked Florida, particularly Miami, about 40 years ago. And they started acquiring a 44-acre island. And they developed it within the last 30-some years. So I've been very fortunate to have been a part of the team that has created and transformed a certain market niche in Miami, which is the Brickle Market, which is really what you think is the financial district. We build shopping centers, we build office buildings, we build residential condos, we build shopping malls, hotels. So I'm in charge of the residential sector. So yes, I've been very, very fortunate and blessed. I mean, you're obviously a hard worker and they like you because like, look, we can all get fortunate where we have a connection. We meet someone, maybe just kismet happens, but then you've got to be a hard worker and really good at what you do for you to stay with them for 30 years. But obviously, you know, your stuff. So I think you are blessed, but you're clearly good at what you do. I'm very passionate. And when I do things, I go all in. Like I said, I love what I do. I love working with people. I love diversity. So it was a perfect fit for me, even though in my past life, I was an accountant. So I surely went from a world that was very financial to just going out there and helping people find their needs. But what a great background, because you understand the financing and the numbers, which frankly is an important part about being able to advise clients in a real estate transaction, like financially is the biggest thing for them, right? Does this make sense for me financially? And how do I make this work? So you having that background is an excellent kind of connection into what you do. So you're in Miami, super diverse city, right? Big city, big area. You've got like little sub areas. You've got the waterfront. When I think Miami, it's definitely probably Miami beach, like ocean, right? I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. But you get to be also in a pretty amazing price point, right? I think you had mentioned in the condos, you could have a bedroom up to a penthouse. So many different sizes as well as floors, of course. So basic 1 million to 20 million, probably in that range, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. It's very amazing to be a part of of a group of people that really build properties to change cities. You know, it didn't start that way about 30 years ago. You know, we were looking when we first started selling properties, it was really young professionals or empty nesters that were buying one and two bedroom product and they were very happy. And as we started selling and people started moving onto the island, we saw that the whole demographic started to change. You know, some of these people obviously started 
getting married. They started having families. So as we went along throughout the years, our buildings also changed, you know, then we started introducing three bedroom product, four bedroom product, penthouses. So part of our job is to really listen to the public, because if we don't listen to the public demand, then we won't really service our clients properly. So I think, you know, it's been a a great ride to be with a company that has been able to transform a city. Uh, We just recently delivered a product that was uh, the first mixed-use project ever done in Florida, and it was 5 million square feet in an area just next to where we had developed most of our projects. Now, today, it's a bustling city with a lot of young people, millennials. We developed the concept of eat, live, work, play, and stay. Before, it used to be the financial district and people would come to work and then they'd go out to the suburbs at night. Well, we saw a need for that kind of product and you need big pockets in order to do it. And thank God this company had the vision to go ahead and take that leap of faith. And today, I mean, it's one of the most highly sought areas in all of Miami when you come to Miami. So yeah, I'm very proud to have been a part of it, to still be with a company that I have an opportunity and I have a voice at the table and I get to help create new product for the future. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. That's so exciting. And so let's talk about the market in Florida in general. So we headed into COVID, all of us. So you, in your area, you had an oversupply of inventory pre-COVID, right? And then just like much of the country, all of a sudden COVID hits and this inventory starts getting absorbed. I lived it. And it was a great experience, actually, for everyone that lives here in South Florida. And it's not only just my area. I mean, really, migration has been through all of South Florida. Single family homes got all bought up, condos as well. Obviously, people migrate to waterfront first. But I mean, I'm telling you, it really helped us. I, I think COVID was, unfortunately, I shouldn't say that, but it was great for our industry. Down well, there. I think the real estate industry as a whole did very well during COVID because people all of a sudden also could work from home and live everywhere they wanted. They could be closer to family or they could go to Florida. They could go to places they wanted to be. Because and work. Still work, right? That, that also, by the way, has also changed our design. A lot of what we're designing today, you're creating these flex spaces, whether you call them home offices, whether it's a gym, whatever you want to call it, people have now learned that they can work from home and they're comfortable. And also employers are also accepting it as well. I mean, in our company, we have days where we have one flex day a week that we get to work from home if we want to. In general, I think COVID in Miami was a boom for us. Yeah. And I I think that is true for a lot of the country. So 2022 slowed down a little bit. And then 2023, your market's still pretty strong there. I think so. We've got a lot of developers that are launching a lot of different types of products. We've got a lot of developers that are doing short-term rentals projects. We have boutique kind of projects that are high and very expensive. Multifamily is going crazy down here. And also luxury. Waterfront properties are going for astronomical prices, you know, and and the people are there buying them. Well, if the market's there, right, it'll be good. So your market's pretty amazing. You're down in Miami. You've done this a long time. Let's give some tactics. We're going to talk about the realtors first, but frankly, lenders, it's not mutually exclusive, right? So whatever we say that the realtors can be doing, there's no reason that it doesn't fill in the blank for lenders too. It's not just exclusive, but... 
So when I was talking to you earlier, you definitely highlighted this several times, right? Knowledge is power. And the more you know, the better you are. So talk about reinventing yourself. Talk about some of the things that you guys do as realtors, like realtor to realtor communication and realtor to realtor engagement that we can share with people that are listening right now. Well, as I was explaining to you earlier, we have formed developer chats. It could be realtor chats where a lot of the, it's probably two, three, 400 people are part of this chat group. And what we do is promote our product and we give each other advice on if somebody's stuck, let's say with a specific issue. It's a very creative way of, of working because you know, you're really not facing them. It's really just chatting, but it gives you an opportunity to promote your listing, whether it's a listing or whether it's a home. I also believe what's very helpful is social media. I mean, social media, you've got so many different avenues that you could really promote yourself. And, and it's really about focusing on a certain product or a certain issue that you really are good at and you want to develop. I mean, today, I could probably go on my cell phone and I could look at all these different realtors that are promoting themselves daily, promoting their listings, doing open houses online. You don't even have to go there anymore. I mean, you could just look at it on your cell phone. And if you're interested, then you connect. Obviously, the normal thing of joining, you know, your local chapter of, in whatever boards that you belong to and being active there is very important. But I do think that having seminars, for instance, bringing in a group of guest speakers on specific topics that are important to your community, bring people together. It's really getting out there and being seen. And then your old traditional type of real estate, which is farm a certain area and really get good at a certain market niche. There's nobody that's an expert in everything, you know? Yes. You just focus on what you know and you do best and go with that. Mailouts, tours. I just think that today it's all about technology, to tell you the truth. It's really about technology and being able to reach people that you had no chance in the past. Yeah. And, and I think that's what has set us apart now from the way we used to do business before. I want to dive in a little bit of these a little more specifically because I want to make sure we give them some information because you've shared a lot of good. So this development chat I thought was super interesting. So it's a chat on WhatsApp. And if you really look at it, it's a collaboration, right, of realtors that are invited to join. So it's a mastermind collaboration. Correct. And not only can you promote your development or your whatever, but you could be having an issue getting financing of something in the condo world. You could be having launching something or finding the right person to market this, or maybe I need a great photographer. It could really be whatever. Anything or having an appraisal issue, for instance, I have an appraisal. Can you name me some appraisers that might be able to help me in this specific area? Financing. I mean, you could apply it to anything. We've been very, very successful with using this here in Miami. So here's the thing. It's a development chat. So fill in the blank, right? So right now it's like, okay, so someone who's listening, it always makes me laugh because sometimes people are like, well, I don't do development. All right, well, let's just really think about this. So I'm a new construction specialist, so I could have a new construction chat. I could have historical properties chat. I could have a luxury marketing chat. I could have a first-time homebuyers chat. I can really collaborate with those realtors that are most likely people that are going to have the client for what I'm looking for, but also deal with what I'm dealing with. So this chat is a great idea because it's a connection of realtors. Why not? You could have some lenders, some appraisers. You could grow that chat into even having some appraisers on there that could say, I can help you. But the kind of camaraderie and mastermind, right, is difference in networking. So instead of 
just networking and going to have cocktails with a hundred people that may never have anything that you guys can connect on form this niche. What's my niche? What am I really good at? Was really amazing. You talked about tours. I like this too, of parts of town. Let's say it's your development and the realtors join together and then you can tour your development, maybe one of their developments. Exactly. It's a group of developments. We're not promoting just a specific product. We're promoting all our products because we want to focus attention in Miami or it could be whatever city you're in. And so you've got to go out there and network with people that do what you do. And reach out to them and maybe you'll get rejected by a few, but maybe not. And sometimes it just starts to mushroom and grow. I mean, it just doesn't happen by osmosis. But we started this back, I would say probably about five, six, seven years ago. It's growing and growing and growing. And it's a great way to reach out to people that you probably never would have had a conversation with had you not gotten inside your car and started driving all over the place to find these people. So it's kind of like the old school, remember the realtor open house. And so this is like creating a tour of not only maybe a neighborhood, but an area or who knows what, right? So Northern of the town tour. So I think kind of growing that, which also shows your client in the back end that you're really doing everything you can to get people into the house. So I love the tours. You talked about hosting seminars or podcasts. We're of course doing one now, but absolutely outreach, right? Outreach in your community. So what are you an expert in? Are you an expert in first time home buyers? So how can we reach them or whatever it may be for fellow business people that would be interested in that as well? You also talk about niche seminars. I love that, right? Like you're in the condo world. Maybe it is how to obtain condo financing in a challenging market. Well, if I'm thinking of buying a condo, right? And I'm worried, oh yeah, maybe I should know about this. That's really attracting the audience for what you're good at. Yes. The board of realtors, absolutely. So whether it's the board of realtors locally, whether it's like-minded people in the community. There's a national board. There's also an international board. Your board of realtors is a great resource. Yeah, but also, you know, chamber of commerce. So rotary, all charities, all boards, whatever you do for a hobby, like pickleball. So join the pickleball club, right? Whatever your passion. And you'd be surprised at how many people you would meet. And we have to think out of the box. And don't be afraid to be rejected because honestly, I talk to everybody to tell you the truth. I'm a people person and I'm always walking around. And if I'm walking through our mall and someone looks half lost, I help them out. You just never know. And the referral business, which was something that I spoke to you about that is extremely important. Always stay in touch with your client. And it's not just necessarily because you're trying to sell them something or you want their listing or something like that, but staying in touch. It sets you apart from most people. It's like I've been doing business with people for 30 years and, you know, I may not see them for 5, 10, 15 years and then I'll bump into them at a restaurant or or somewhere and they'll say, you know, she did business with me these many years ago. She helped me out. I mean, it's really about being professional, giving good service and staying very relevant on what's marketing trends are happening in your area. Well, it's funny because we said technology is the key, but it's technology leading to relationships, right? Because you can't just be a technological voice out here with no connection face-to-face. That technology is the ability to connect with people internationally. And before they're deciding to reach out to you, they're doing all their research in the background, right? And they're Googling and they're not ready to reach out. They're a little scared, right? It's like that Tim, a little cat that's just not quite ready to connect with you yet. So that social media is that ability to, hey, I can trust them. They're experts. They know what they're talking about 
talking about their niche is what I'm looking for. Maybe I'll reach out. It's kind of that invitation to connect. But then the long-term strategy 30 and 40 years later isn't just the social media. It's that connection you continue with the relationship, with the mailings and with calls. And like you said, the relevant communication. Because I think we kind of forget there's marketing and then there's spamming. Like I'm not looking to spam my previous no. clients. I'm looking no. to stay relevant and be a resource to them. Yeah. So what you are is you're always learning, staying relevant, make sure you understand the financing, make sure you understand technology, make sure you understand you got to know what current people things that they want in their house, what kind of appliances and what kind of flex space, what's most important. Nobody cares about certain spaces anymore, right? Don't spend your money necessarily in your yard. All the things that you got to be able to really connect with that client and long-term. Because the long-term. funny part is, if you think about it, if you sold me a house two years ago and your method of communication every month is to tell me how many houses you're selling, I don't really yeah. care because no. I bought my house. But no. if you're telling me, hey, it might be time, not now, clearly to refinance, but you know, it may be time for this or check on your insurance or I want you to look into this or before you remodel, reach out to me because I want to help you make sure that you know what's most desired now. Wow, you're a continued resource, right? You have to be attentive. You really do. I don't know. I don't do unto others what I wouldn't like done unto me. Like when I sit with a client, the first thing you got to do is listen. Do you understand? You got to really listen because at the beginning, when you're dealing with someone, you need to create that level of trust. And that trust just isn't going to happen by osmosis. You've got to talk to them. You've got to listen to them, see what their real needs are, because sometimes they won't even tell you, you know, my fashion as you may know, is horses. So you come to my office and I'll talk to you about the horses, my daughter, the farm, whatever. And I won't even be talking to you about what you came to see me about. And just by talking with people, just about anything, I mean, I don't know whatever the subject could be, you start breaking those barriers down. Just like when I do public speaking, people always tell me, do you have a speech written? And I usually go, nope. <laughs> but what do you mean you don't know? I kind of have to get there and I have to feel the vibe. Whether these people have a barrier, they don't have a barrier, I flow. My boss said to me recently, he goes, you know the thing about you, when you start talking to people in a massive group, you start always with a story. And when you start with a story, People start paying attention to your story and then you start and speak about whatever it was that you were going to speak about. But it's important. Salesmanship is a craft. There is no specific little book that you can go and first is step one and this is step two. No, it doesn't work that way. It really works like, obviously, knowledge is number one. And please don't ever, if you don't know the answer to something, the biggest advice I can give you is say, I'm not sure. Let me get back to you with this. Don't make up answers. Don't talk about things you don't know. It's perfectly normal and human not to know everything. But I think they'll respect you for it much more than if you mislead people. And I think, or misrepresent. These are core ethical guidelines that we need to abide by. Not because we're licensed, just because it's really the way to do business. If I don't know something, you know what? I don't know, but I'm going to find out and I'll get back to you and get back to them. And they'll respect you more for that. That's just my little two cents. 
No, I agree. But we're all different people too. So you don't connect with everyone the same way. That's why, yes, I'm not super canned either in terms of I have a process, but it's very changeable depending on the reaction to that process. So that's why you don't go into a listing presentation or a buyer presentation and only follow a bullet point list because they don't care about all those things. They're worried over here. So it's understanding, asking more questions, listening more than speaking, certainly connecting and seeing. There's also telltale signs when someone's defensive or uncomfortable. Exactly. Uh, they might be very flowery and or they're very just give me the numbers, right? And, so. and some people, I'll tell you a little story. This is a very interesting story because it, it's about my daughter. And I think we both learned a great lesson. Here's one thing. You never know. She had a listing for a rental. She had several rental listings. And, you know, rentals are great. I mean, it's a steady stream of income that comes in every year if the customer keeps repeatedly releasing the property. Well, she did good with this client. And one day this client called her and said, listen, I have this referral client for you. They're coming from out of state and they're looking for a rental. And she went on a Saturday night and sat at a hotel and waited for like two hours for this person to show up. The person shows up, they talk a little bit and they decide to meet the next day and show properties. So she comes back the next day, starts showing properties. I can only tell you that this process took six months, okay? But somehow she didn't give up. She finally convinced the person that for the money that they were going to pay on these rentals, it would be a lot better to invest. And to make a long story short, she ended up six months later, she sold him a, a penthouse in a luxury high rise for substantial amount of money, a lot of money. And I was so proud of her because truthfully, it took her six months. I found out somewhere in between the third or fourth month. And all I told her was, I just gave her a few tips, you know, try this or do this or that. Or when it came time to get the financing, I told her, you might run into problems with appraisals. So don't just go to one lender. Maybe some of the lenders might not want to hear this, but you have two or three sources because you never know. And exactly what I told her happened. And at the end of the day, she got the job done. So don't give up. Sometimes yeah. it's not easy. Sometimes you just have to stay on it. Don't give up because the last person that you do a deal with might be the biggest ticket you've ever sold. So that's just a lesson. Well, I think not giving up. Look, some of them are easy. Like once in a while you meet someone, they buy a house. You're like, wow, most of the time it's just not that way. So that expectation that should be easy would mean everyone would do it. There are times we have an easier process. Sometimes it's harder. Sometimes in the market, the last few years, you could write eight contracts for one person before they get the purchase. We're still seeing it not like we did, but there are absolutely buyers. We write an offer. We don't get it. We write an offer. It's still there. But I think the thing is, I don't know when it was supposed to be easy. That's not realistic. I think that nothing is super easy ever and that don't give up is absolutely correct. And markets are cyclical. We're going to go up. We're going to go down. I think that if someone's not committed and invested in their clients and in building relationships and in reading the market. Part of what you were talking about earlier too, it's like, okay, who's buying? A niche is important, but a niche has to be relevant. I can have this amazing niche, but there's no market for that niche. Exactly. So part of it is what am I really good at? But how does that translate into what people need now? Who needs yeah. to sell now and buy now? What market is moving now? You have to pay attention to on a bigger scale too, because otherwise you could be the biggest expert in something that nobody wants. 
Exactly. Another interesting thing that, you know, a lot of people are doing is staging properties. Yep. That's another very important recommendation that I would give. I mean, especially if you have standing inventory or you have a home that, you know, needs a little bit of TLC. I think here in Miami, we do it a lot. And there's an awful lot of interior design houses or interior designers that would be happy to stage the properties for you. And it does help you sell quickly. Then you use your social media to promote it. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that we could do today that we didn't do many years ago that is really, really working. But again, it's a people business. It's about getting involved, being relevant, staying up to date, and working when you got to work, it's not going to fall from the sky. But I think also being positive. I think oh no, totally. being optimistic and being someone someone wants to reach out to. You can't be the Debbie Downer of the room. You have to be positive, you know. And maybe you know they'll figure it out t- sooner or later. Maybe their, their aspirations are a certain target, and maybe they can't get to that target. But you have to let them go through that process in order for them to come to their senses. But you can't tell people what to do. They have to reach that opinion on their own. Yeah. Look, the market, it's going to change again. It'll flip. It'll be harder in another way. Right now, interest rates are a little higher. People are a little more sensitive. But at the end of the day, I mean, again, there is creative financing vehicles out there. Like I said to you earlier, you know, before we were so used to those 15 and 30 year mortgages and loans, and that's what we stuck to. But there's other creative financing available. And, you know, you can tell your client, maybe you need to do this now in order to achieve what you want, which is purchasing this home. And then you can refi in a few years, but it's up to you as the realtor to give that kind of advice and to take your client by the hand and help them through the process which is knowing financing. It's knowing creative solutions. It's meeting with lenders right now and meeting with appraisers and meeting with business people that can guide you on, hey, this is what we're seeing and this is how to get through it so that you can, with confidence, take your client where they need to go. Correct. Well, thank you. It was very fun talking to you. So I will tell you from today, I think if some people don't think about some chats or groups, so whether it's an Instagram, you know, whether it's Facebook and whether it's on WhatsApp, if they don't think about these are some kind of chats or groups, maybe some kind of creative tour. Hey, I haven't done a class or a seminar in a long time. I need to do that. And that I'm not as involved as I need to be with things I love in my community. Those are some very tactical things that a lender or realtor today can do. I think it's a great opportunity. Tremendous opportunity. Opportunity is the right word, right? It's a challenge or an opportunity, however we look at it. I see it always as an opportunity. I never see it as a challenge. There you go. That's why you're so smiley and doing so well. (laughs) Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Real Estate Unscripted today. And, you know, sometime I'll have to come down to Miami and meet you. And I'd be happy to show you around. I give great tours, by the way. I bet you do. So anybody who does want to come to Miami, call on me. I'd be happy to show you what what we have to offer. We'll make sure your contact info is in the show notes so they can reach out to you. All right, great. Thank you very much. Have a fantastic day. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and homebuyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender, 
NMLS ID number 40508, NMLS Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.